0: Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. This is episode 20, and we're exploring how to interpret that dream about your ex and other embarrassing dreams. Buckle up because this is a fun episode. In this episode, I talk about why we are having embarrassing dreams, how we can shift our embarrassment into curiosity, why embarrassing dreams actually can hold some of the most potent opportunities for healing and transformation and two questions to start interpreting your embarrassing dreams. If you aren't already following me on Instagram, follow me at Marcy Moberg, first and last name, where I continue sharing my favorite tips, insights, and teachings. And before we continue, please make sure to share this episode right now with a friend, family member, or someone you know who needs to have this episode today. They definitely need to hear it. Uh, Share it with them. So, that both of you can commiserate afterwards and maybe have a fun conversation about embarrassing dreams. Okay, now on to the show. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect. To our intuitive nature. Hi there. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach, and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so grateful that you're here today. Whether it's your first time tuning in with me or you're a longtime listener, welcome. We are in the middle of an entire month as a kind of kickoff to season two of the podcast focused on dreams a topic that I'm super passionate about, and also a topic that I get a ton of questions about through my social media accounts or email, or it's just one of the areas that I work the most on with clients. And I'm also currently in the middle of leading a course on dream work. So I'm really excited to keep talking about this topic with you. I had two episodes in season one where we spoke about dreams and they were two of the most popular episodes with the, the most comments, kind of commented follow-ups that I received afterwards. So we're diving deeper because it's a very, very rich topic. And so many of us are dreaming a lot uh, since the COVID uh, pandemic right now. I don't expect that to change Given that we are in a really unprecedented time when we're looking at 2020, there has just been one thing after the other. My friends who are really into astrology, um, yeah, they were warning me about this year. <laughs> but I don't think any of them fully could have predicted this um, of what we're really going through. It's just unprecedented challenges and uh, suffering and I think just really like a collective shaking up of questioning what matters and um, reprioritization and really important grievances that have been not that have not reached the kind of level that they've needed to reach to be able to really foster change and I think that we are really at a big transformational and 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 Yeah, we're at a kind of like a fork in the road. I don't know where that fork in the road is going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. And that's because I do believe that uh, personal will, free will plays a really big role. I think that there can be the potential that maybe many of us incarnated now to create some really positive change. But the question is collectively, will we have the will to, to choose that? Well, we have the will to choose that and change is uncomfortable. It just is. It just is. Even if it's better for you, for the collective, for your community, like it's just, it is uncomfortable. That's just the nature of change. It's varying degrees of uncomfortability. So yeah, so I just want to name that. And I just feel like given the fact that we've had so much on top of a pandemic, that um, I don't really see the, the active dream world dying down. I see more and more people recognizing that they're having a lot of active dreams. And I think that that's both a combination of uh, we're under a lot of stress right now. We're under a prolonged period of kind of like trauma dynamics because of this pandemic and not knowing whether we're safe and then the additional layer of political and social issues that is causing a lot of people to also not know if they're safe, even in their own skin. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. So I don't really see dreaming dying down. And I also think that many of us are receiving dreams right now because our guides and the ancestral field is very active. And those that want to cheer us on into important change and want to see us be the good ancestors that create that transformation are speaking to us a lot in dreams right now. So that's my little context and aside for, yeah, why, why I think we need to keep talking about this and why we just need to, in general, I think why everyone should be interested in developing a dream practice right now. So today we're going to talk about dreams about your ex and other embarrassing dreams, that may seem like a strange departure from the challenging environment we're in. But honestly, I've seen a lot of people who are experiencing stress, having embarrassing dreams, that's quite a common topic that's come up in my client work in the emails I receive from people um, in private messages, like it, it's a quite a common theme. And um I think a big part of that can be because we're under more stress, but also because I think that we're really being invited to reckon with our shadows right now on many, 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 many levels. Personally, socially, collectively, globally, intergenerationally, past lives. Like the whole the whole multi-layered shadow that I always talk about. I really feel like this 2020 is like a shaking of saying, hey, are we going to wake up? And so embarrassing dreams can have some important insights for us. Sometimes we have embarrassing dreams. What are embarrassing dreams? Uh, Just as an example of what you might think about when I'm talking about embarrassing dreams, so we're all on the same page. Embarrassing dreams are dreams we're embarrassed to share with others. We, you might have a dream and you feel so shy about it, you would not wanna talk to anybody about it. You're like, I'm gonna take this weird dream (laughs) to the grave. Um, Or you might have a dream that you even feel shy to write down. They can be dreams we feel shame about or judgment towards ourselves for having. And we can make like a value judgment against ourselves for having certain dreams. And dreams that make us blush when we think about them. And again, one of the most common themes I see where that shows up is dreams about our ex. Why am I dreaming about my ex? I'm over my ex. Oh my gosh, I hear this all the time. It's a very common challenge that's come up for me in my client work and working with and teaching students over the years. Why do we have embarrassing dreams? Well, before we talk about the why, let's talk about Another why. And I think the other why that I want to mention is why we shouldn't feel embarrassed about our dreams. And that is because I want to assert very strongly that everyone has embarrassing dreams at some point. And if they won't admit it, I'm skeptical. (laughs) Just like I'm super skeptical of people who say, Oh, yes, I'm I'm all healed, and I never experience anxiety or sadness or stress. I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. <laughs> we are really complex creatures. Maybe you're holding your healing more in an effective way, and maybe you've reckoned with some really big wounds. But fully healed? mm I'm skeptical. And so in the same way, I'm really skeptical of people who say never ever 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 had an embarrassing dream unless they tell me that they don't remember their dreams at all. They like they can't remember the last time they remembered a dream. Sure, that okay, that's a totally different story that makes sense. Other than that, everyone has embarrassing dreams even if they won't admit it. Do you know why I know that? Because of my client work. <laughs> because I have the Beautiful honor of holding safe space for people to really open up and be vulnerable about their inner lives in ways that they won't share with other people. So, I can tell you that they've all had embarrassing dreams. So, you're not alone. I have had plenty of embarrassing dreams. That's why I can talk about this and teach about this topic because it's something I'm very personally well versed in as well. And so let's talk about, well, well, why do we have these embarrassing dreams? And, and there are many reasons why dreams happen in general. <clears throat> and sometimes the why isn't so straightforward. It's not so obvious. It's not so clear. I think that's really important to say. Dreams are this really interesting, intricate, um, complex creatures. You might even say like almost like an entirely different life You know how complex, like, waking life is to wake up and, you know, work and feed yourself and get to places on time, and if you have kids, take care of the kids and manage that situation, and it's just, it's complex, so I would say the dream world is similarly, it's a very multi-layered world that's very quite complex, that's one way to think about it, so there's a lot of whys, just like, well, why do certain things happen in life? Well, there's a lot of whys. There can be some maybe more common whys, right? But there, there can be a lot of whys. Um, so for example, a strange sex dream. The sex, strange sex dreams are ones that people feel embarrassed about all the time. And sometimes they feel shame. They're some, they're, they're a kind of dream that's come up in the client work I do with people. So let's say someone has a, a strange sex dream with someone... Like you have a strange sex dream with someone you definitely would not sleep with in waking life. Like you're like, nope, nope. So what is that all about? Well, it could be about sex, but it could also be honestly not about sex at all, like at all. That's why it's really important to understand that there can be a lot of whys and that dreams are quite complex. If you understand that, even just that piece alone, that can often reduce a sense of, maybe embarrassment or self judgment. So let's say you're definitely sure you have one of these dreams, you wake up, you're definitely sure that you <laughs> you would not sleep with that person in waking life, then don't stress yourself out with self doubt and start to question yourself like, well, is that some deep desire? And is that da-da-da-da-da? like, no, I, I, I wouldn't invest my time in that if I were you. And I think that that can just foster a lot of erosion of self trust, and that's not helpful at all. So let me share an example of an embarrassing dream from a client in the past to demonstrate. and, And this, this case scenario is a case scenario that I have seen in different forms many times. So I've done my best to kind of generalize it because I have dealt with this kind of scenario multiple times over the years. And I've seen it both in my client work, and I've also seen it in uh, work that I've done with teaching classes with students. Um, sometimes I've received uh, you know, emails or questions about something like this. So it's quite, I would say it's not uh, too unusual of a scenario, the kind of general essence of it. And it, it demonstrates just how maybe not straightforward embarrassing dreams are. So I had a client who came to me, and they were having... Uh, strange dreams of an ex. So they were continuing to have dreams where this ex was showing up in their dream space, different scenarios. But in general, it's like the ex is there, and it's kind of stressful. And um, maybe they're having conversations with them, they don't want to, or the ex is kind of like they're hanging out with their friends. And then the ex is kind of like on the sidelines. At any rate, this the ex is present. And and this was an ex that this person had dated for a period of time, but didn't work out, which is, you know, happens sometimes when you're dating someone. And my client was the one who decided to break it off. So that's why this can be, and this scenario that I'm talking about in general can be quite embarrassing because if you have dated someone for a while, you ended the thing, you ended the, the connection, and then it's continued like they have continued to show up in your dream space, that can be quite perplexing. And for a lot of people can be embarrassing. And if they show up one time, somebody may brush it off. But if they show up a couple times, and that's when people a lot of times start to judge themselves. So the problem was that this person <clears throat> who had broken off the the dating shared social circles. Also a that's happened many, many times in the work update. I, I've worked with clients where they date someone from their social circle because you know sometimes that's just natural. it's who you're around, it may be someone you're a friend with that then it becomes something more serious, etc. Uh, but that you know, if that's ever happened to you that gets kind of tricky. So in this situation, this example, it got tricky and the person that they stopped dating was not happy about the fact that they had stopped dating and you know, he kind of started to create some drama. And the drama became pretty stressful, but this was like a while ago, like quite, like quite, quite, quite some time ago. So she felt like she had really gotten past it. The drama had died down. And despite the fact that she was past this like tricky time, she was really confused about, okay, well now why is this person coming into my dream space now? Like what's up with that? That doesn't make sense. And she was frustrated about it. Um... Because, you know, who really wants to have a dream of an ex that's, like, horrible and creates drama (laughs) after a breakup? Especially who wants to have a dream like that if you've already created, like, you just feel like you're over it. So she wanted to know why. Why are the dreams happening? How can she stop them? Was she, you know, she started questioning, like, well, you know, is this about me really wanting to be back together or not? I've also seen that be a case where people bring that question to me, and they wonder, they kind of start to doubt themselves, uh, doubt the truth that they had come to, which was maybe that the, there was not an alignment, even if there wasn't drama, and it was just like a clean completion, they feel like they, they weren't a match, and they broke it off. It can These kind of dreams can really cause people to question themselves. And in, when we kind of explored these questions, it's quite obvious that for my client that no, they, they definitely didn't want to get back together with this person. And the question was, okay, well, is he, is the person that she's dating, kind of maybe wishing they were getting back together? Well, maybe, possible, hard to say. When we started exploring, like, a bunch of different areas of her life, because clues sometimes live in your life, by the way, uh, we started getting some clues. Some There were, like, these unexpected ripples of drama in the social circles that actually started. So that maybe gave us an indication of, oh, mm, maybe he was in fact wishing that they were back together and he's now trying to grab her attention through drama. That's not a new tactic. I've seen that happen many, many times, a lot in my life of studying and working with humans. And through our work together, it became really clear that both he psychically was probably reaching out on a you know, unconscious level, really. And his psychic leaning into her was being felt in the dream field. But that wasn't the only dynamic that was happening for my client. Um, because It wasn't just that he was leaning potentially psychically into this and trying to maybe stir attention and draw attention towards himself. But it was also that honestly, my client, when we really dug into it, hadn't come to closure, hadn't created a sense of closure with the stress and the pain that he had caused her after they stopped seeing each other. In other words, my client hadn't really fully let go of what had happened. Hey there, Marcy here. Are you enjoying the podcast? If so, I'd be so grateful if you could hop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and share ideally a five-star review. This is an awesome way to show your gratitude for what you're learning from the show, which I hope is a lot. I put a lot of heart and soul into every single episode of this podcast to ensure that some of the best lessons, tips, and insights I've learned over the last 14 years on my own path are shared with listeners like you. Five-star ratings ensure that this podcast will reach even more listeners so that more people can benefit. And since I believe reconnecting to our intuitive nature is our birthright and absolutely essential to thriving, reaching more people empowers me to fulfill my purpose and to transform even more lives. Now, that's a positive outcome that many of us can rejoice over in these really challenging times. Thank you so much for your reviews. And now let's get back to the show. Back to my client's story. Over a series of sessions and months, we slowly cleared energetic ties. I guided her to a sense of completion and she healed and addressed the wounds she hadn't faced that had to do with this person she had dated and also her broader past. Because a lot of times, when we have different wounds that we've experienced, especially in relationships, they may kind of pierce us more deeply because they are connected to a wound or wounds that we've had in our past that have remained unaddressed. It's almost like re-experiencing a pattern, sometimes in a slightly different way, but the essence is the same. So that was certainly the case for her. And as we moved through that, she also learned how to develop healthier boundaries, not only on the psychic plane, but also in her work and personal relationships as well. Because you see this kind of piercing of the veil, in a sense, that was happening in her dream space was really symptomatic of her greater challenge to create healthy boundaries in her life. And the way a part of her was still holding on to the pain that this dynamic had caused her. So this like complex combination created, in essence, a psychic weakness, where this other person's energy was able to reach through in the dream time, in a sense. So, what was the result of this comprehensive process where we kind of went through this process of like creating clearer energy, releasing ties, going through this process of recognizing the wounds, doing some work around healing the wounds, uh, and also addressing her boundaries more widely in life? Well, the intrusive dreams finally stopped. Which was so relieving for her, <laughs> and the drama in the social circles ended, which was great. And suddenly, she found new space in her mind that opened her up to inspiration, which was super unexpected for her. Like she she came in wanting to address this one single issue um, around this ex and these dreams that were driving her crazy and really frustrating for her and kind of embarrassing. And we're clearly like weighing on her throughout the day, right? They're weighing on her. They're really having an impact on her. So she came in to address that and we address that. But what's interesting is that once we address that, um, suddenly inspiration was there. And what did this inspiration spark in her? Well, actually, it sparked a, a complete like aha moment for her where she suddenly was able to connect the dots around why her current work environment wasn't working for her. And that led her to take a really important career change that felt way more aligned and also to move cities, which was awesome. So what happened was the drama of these repeating embarrassing dreams and these unhealed wounds were blocking her, honestly, in essence, from the clarity that was waiting to come in. Isn't that pretty awesome? That is what can be possible when we lean into dream work. Um, So what does this example highlight? It, It highlights that embarrassing dreams often have deeper layers than just the surface of what we think is happening. And those events of like the surface of what we think is happening can be filtered through our shame. And that sometimes when we turn towards embarrassing dreams, instead of like leaning away from them, we can foster some pretty big healing and transformation in ways that we weren't expecting, right? She didn't come to me with the expectation or even the realization that her work life was just really not working for her. But suddenly once she shifted this one thing, it became really clear to her that her work didn't feel aligned. And then this new opportunity came in and she was able to take it because she had so much more emotional, mental, spiritual, psychic, I would say, space to be able to receive that. And I have seen this happen so many times for clients. When we shift one piece, somehow these other pieces, we had no idea were waiting for us in the wings, like these other blessings, these other opportunities, or these other clarity, like moments of clarity are are there. But we have to really shift this other piece first. And people always think like, oh, it's not connected. Oh my gosh, I just can't even tell you. Everything is connected um, in really unusual and also sometimes cool ways. And also sometimes frustrating, but (laughs) usually cool when you shift things. So yeah, so another example is that sometimes our dreams of an ex or an embarrassing scenario is less about the content the actual content of the dream itself so right the example that i gave you was about the content but going deeper into what was this content really about what was it really signaling for her and how did this relate to her inner life how did this relate to her wider life in her life uh, in her wider life yes Um, but sometimes it's less about the actual content of the dream itself and more about the feeling. So are you, for example, having a dream where you are put on the spot in the dream and where in the question would then become like, you know, where in your waking life are you feeling like you're being put on the spot or are you exposed in your dream? Do you feel really exposed in your dream? And the question would be then where in your life do you feel really exposed Or do you feel like there is maybe a similar uh, scenario that fosters a similar feeling to the feeling of being exposed, for example? These embarrassing moments may actually be a way for your guides to grab your attention more than an effort to send you into shame. That's really important. Sometimes these dreams are just a way to grab our attention. There are these unusual scenarios where we're like, I don't want that, or... I would never do that or whatever that is. And uh, sometimes they really are just an effort of your guides, the the, like the intuition, the intuitive world (laughs) behind the scenes, it's connected to the dream world, or or you could say your soul, like there's so many layers that are at play there. But let's just kind of generally say intuition and guides for now to make it simple. Um, You know, Sometimes embarrassing dreams are really your intuition, your guides, trying very hard to grab your attention in an effort to really create big healing and transformation. So, my advice, if you're open to it, is lean into those dreams. They have gifts for you. Try not to run away from them. Lots of love and compassion uh, for the feelings around them. I've been there, I get it. But similarly, I've had some really unusual, strange, embarrassing dreams um, that have been really powerful portals for me to create massive change in my life. So the next time you experience an an embarrassing dream of your ex or another dream that makes you blush, please don't stress out as much as you can. (laughs) Uh, Try not to lean into the stress. Instead, maybe I want to invite you to get curious. And you want to start by maybe asking yourself two questions to begin exploring. The first one is, What healing may this dream be inviting me into right now? What healing may this dream be inviting me into right now? And then what feeling did I have in this dream? And where in my waking life do I have similar feelings? What feeling did I have in this dream when I was in it? And where in my waking life do I have similar feelings? So these two questions can really start to guide you to what might be playing underneath the surface level of the dream and move you out of embarrassment and into more of a place of curious reflection, which is exactly what we want. That's it for today's show. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation on embarrassing dreams. If you loved it, uh, find me on Instagram, tag me about what you thought about the episode. I'm at Marcy Moberg, first and last name. Um, and you can tag me there about what you thought about the episode and share it. Please share this with somebody else. Next episode will be focused on common FAQs basically around dreaming. I get a lot of questions about dreams, so I'm going to gather some of the questions that come in most often to me. If you have a specific question that you'd love answered, you can submit it on my website at marcymoberg.com. Forward slash podcast. You scroll to the bottom and you'll see a place there to submit questions, which are always yeah, they're always available. I love to hear from my listeners. Thank you again so much for listening and until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast. Tune in with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.